Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today with me, I have Dr. Brandon Roberts, the Chief Science Officer of Tailored Coaching Method. What you are about to listen to is our weekly research review. Once upon a time, just recently, these were a monthly process, and we would spend about an hour going into multiple different topics and and what the research says on this. What we've decided to do is to break these up into smaller podcasts. So what you're about to hear is a 10 to 20 minute research review podcast. And every single week you are going to get another one of these, which is allowing us to drop a fourth episode every single week. Some weeks, maybe three, but nonetheless, we're able to drop you more content. So stay tuned. Once again, what you're going to hear is a 10 to 20 minute research review, diving into a specific topic where we can teach you everything there is to know about the science. All right, so these research reviews are going to take a slight change going forward for a little bit. And and what you are going to hear today is a shorter version because we're only going to cover one research study today. So what we're doing is breaking these podcasts up so that every single week you get access to a new research review from Brandon and I. Uh, So today we're going to dive into one specific research study on the metabolism. We're going to spend 10 to 20 minutes diving into this one and break down the applications. And next week you will get another research review from us. So let's dive right in. Today's research study is called Daily Energy Expenditure Through the Human Life Course. Um, And it really just kind of boils down to the question of whether or not our metabolism changes as we age. And and I'm excited to get into this because uh, I feel like when this study came out, there was, I I don't know how many people posting on Instagram saying, I told you, (laughs) it's not, you know, your metabolism doesn't necessarily change when you age and it's more about lifestyle and um, which was cool because I think it empowers people uh, to not feel like they're screwed out of results just because they're, they turn 40 or 50 or 60, you know what I mean? And a lot of people say that they kind of give up because their age and trainers have always said, just a number, but it, it's been hard to really justify that because there hasn't been any study. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts because I haven't dug through the study. I've just seen what everybody has talked about. So Brandon, I'll stop talking now. Kind of tell us what this study is about and we'll dive into uh, applications after. Okay. So this study is from uh, Herman Ponzer and he, we've referenced him before in the podcast. He wrote the book Burn um, and it's about energy expenditure and the Hazda and, and tribes and things like that. Uh, but what this study did was they took this huge doubly labeled water database and doubly labeled water is uh, water that's labeled with heavy uh, deuterium and oxygen. And what you can do using some equations is you can drink it over time, collect urine, and you can put it into a formula and, and know how much energy you're spending, um, like total energy per day. Okay. So they have this big database with this doubly labeled water data set. And it's got like six or 7,000 people in it. So it's huge. Um, and so what they did was they did a cross-sectional study. So they took kind of different ages and they ran a regression line through all the data and they looked at it and they kind of said, okay, so it looks like when you're an infant, because they, they have studies in infants and super old people and everybody in between. Um, when you're an infant, there's this like exponential energy expenditure, right? You're consuming a ton, you're expending a ton because you're growing, right? And, and most of our listeners don't really care about that, but it was also really cool. Um, and then you hit about age 20 and that's where it plateaus, uh, total daily energy expenditure. And it plateaus till about 60 and then it starts to trickle off a little bit. Um, and it really doesn't drop off until like 80. Um, and so again, that is the amount of energy expenditure you're spending across your, your life um, during the day, during like one day. Um, so 
I think there are some kind of caveats to this uh, because it is cross-sectional. Um, it's It was in science, which is like the top, I don't know, three journals in academia. Uh, so it was a super good study and had tons of really high profile scientists on it um, and the first of its kind, right? So it's, it's novel, it's huge data, good methods, best method, methods you can have with um, energy expenditure. Okay, so then the caveats to that are, since it was a database, we don't know whether energy expenditure changes within a person across the age. So we just know that if you looked at like you and me independently, our energy expenditure is probably around the same area. Um, but like, let's say I gained a bunch of weight and I lost a bunch of weight and then I gained a bunch of weight and then I plateaued and stayed the same for 40 years. Yeah. So we don't, we don't really know like what that would look like. Um, there are a couple of studies, but so that's the, a very limited caveat. Um, and so that, that was kind of the idea is true. And what people are saying is mostly true, uh, from this data, your metabolism doesn't slow down, right. Until you hit like 60, um, and really 80. So you can't blame your metabolism. If you start to put on weight, you have to look at other things. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about our Black Friday special. We rarely ever do any type of discounts or deals or promotions, but it is Black Friday and I am in the spirit of giving because I love the holidays. So we have created a few opportunities for you to jump on that are literally life-changing. In fact, the whole purpose of these and everything about these opportunities or offers I'm going to make you right now are purely centered around how to make an unbelievable transformation in your physique. So your options are pretty straightforward. We have a 12-month transformation option. This is a paid-in-full 12-month nutrition coaching experience at a 10% discount, plus you get free access to the Taylor Trainer app for an entire year. So this is literally a paid-in-full option. You get 12 months to coach with us at a 10% discounted rate, and you are going to literally get access to the training app for an entire year. And the reason we did this is simple. If you put combine our world-class, literally world-class and world-renowned nutrition coaching, which is based on science and the experience of working with thousands of people, plus our brand-new Taylor Training app, you literally have everything you need, nutrition, mindset, accountability, training, the software for metrics, literally everything for an entire year to make the biggest and best transformation you've ever made. I know a year is a long time, but this is literally the best offer we are ever going to make. And this is the one opportunity you're going to have to completely transform your body and therefore your life in the next 12 months. Now we do have another option and that's a six month transformation. Same exact thing, but you are not gonna get 10% discount. So this is a six month paid in full nutrition coaching transformation uh, process. However, you will still get free access to the Taylor Trainer app. So this is very similar, but it's a six month paid in full instead of a 12 month. And the main difference is, is you are not getting a discount on the coaching, but you will get free access to the Taylor Trainer app. And then last but not least, we have a paid in full option for the Taylor Trainer where you can save 25% by paying in full for the entire year. So maybe you don't need the nutrition, but you do want to access the app and you want to jump on it and get a full year worth of periodized programming done for you, this is your opportunity to do that as well. So I'm going to put a link for all three of these in the podcast. I'm sorry for uh, holding you back from listening to this podcast further, but I did want to interrupt to bring this to you because these are three opportunities. And the first one, the 12-month experience, it really is something extremely valuable and honestly priceless. This is going to be life-changing. So if you've ever wondered about our coaching, if you're coaching with us right now and you want to jump on a chance to extend that relationship and, and, and save some money, obviously, and get free access to our training app, now's 
the time. This is not going to come up again. We have a limited amount of spots, and this is only going to be running this week. So once again, all three of those links are in the description of this podcast. And without any further ado, I will stop ranting and talking about Black Friday and get you back to the podcast of today. Does this – I'm trying to think of a way for like to, to ask this question without it being hard for the listener to understand. But sometimes I get into this uh, conversation about calories in versus calories out and the argument of – Basically, there, I think there's like this oversimplistic viewpoint of it's all, it's just about calories, but at the same time, it really is just about calories, you know, because, but, but what I'm, the reason I'm saying is because there's so many indirect things that influence calories in versus calories out. So yes, it's just calories in versus calories out, but it doesn't mean this stuff doesn't matter, you know? So in regards to this, when saying, you know, your age doesn't necessarily cause your metabolism to slow down. However, does your age cause you to lower thyroid or, or testosterone or muscle tissue or obviously activity? Typically, that's a, you know, it's not really because of age, but typically as we age, we just move less. You know, we just don't, we're working a job, we're sitting down, we're driving places. We don't need to move as actively as we did when we were younger. But all these indirect things cause potentially your your metabolism or to, let's just say your maintenance calories to, to lower. Um, but those things are typically because of age. Does that make sense? Like, is there, is there an indirect yeah. tie-in? So they, um, when you look at energy expenditure studies, you have to account for fat-free mass. So like if you go on a diet and you lose a ton of muscle, your kind of basal energy expenditure is going to drop. So what they did was in one of their regressions, they actually corrected for fat-free mass. And they said, hey, we know this plays a huge role. So if you lose a bunch of muscle, you gain you know, 20 pounds of muscle or something ridiculous, your energy expenditure is going to change drastically. Um, so they controlled for it. And then they started looking at age, right? And that's when they really figured out that, hey, when we control for this thing we know about, um, you know, age doesn't really play a role. Now, hormones and things do start to change as we approach, you know, 40 in women, 50, 55, 60 in men. Um, and those do contribute to losses in fat-free mass, loss in muscle mass, things like that. Um, so there, there are, there's more than one kind of component, like you said. Um, I think the biggest thing that happens to people uh, is not necessarily their basal energy metabolism changes because, you know, people kind of like if you're just at weight maintenance and you're doing the same thing for 20 years, your, your base isn't going to change, but what changes is everything around you, right? So you have kids and you can't, maybe you work out just as much, but like you said, you're sitting at your office more, or maybe you're eating a little bit differently. Um, and all of these lifestyle changes add up pretty quickly. And before you know it, you know, it's, it's hard to go on a diet because you got to take the kids to school. You got to prep your meals, which used to be super easy. Now it's hard. Um, you've got last minute meetings, your boss calls you, or, you know, you call your employees and you're like, Hey, we need to get this done like tomorrow. And then everything goes out the window. Right. So I think the thing this study really showed is when we age and as we like age up out of our twenties and out of our thirties, um, we really have to focus on keeping the patterns that we've, that kind of got us to where we are, uh, throughout our lifestyle. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's essentially one of the main reasons people, it, it, most of us suggest a slower sustainable weight loss approach is because it's just easier to sustain the things that got you there. You know, it may take longer, but it's probably easier to sustain. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of, uh, in, this is an unrelated topic, but when I was doing the, I did a podcast on genetics and it was kind of like, do your genetics matter? Um, and it wasn't 
necessarily about like athleticism or strength or stuff like that, because there was some studies that I brought up that actually can play a big role. Um, and it definitely wasn't about, uh, this is part that people had to really remember that I said, bodybuilding as a sport, genetics can play a huge role because insertions and balance, stuff like that. But when we just talk about fat loss, that was like the main thing. And what I noticed is a lot of it actually came down to almost like epigenetics and, and more of like your environment, your lifestyle, your habits can, you know, your genetics play a, a major role, but you can change the way your genetics respond to certain things. You can change your epigenetics to influence your genetics in a positive manner. You can't change your genetics. You are who you are. You were born the way you're born. But um, even like speaking of like, oh, well, everybody in my family's overweight. Well, it's like, well, yeah, but like if everybody is passing down the same habits generation after generation, is anything really changing from an epigenetic environmental or lifestyle perspective? No. Okay. Well, that's why, because there was, there's not a lot of research that shows any genetic that stops people from losing weight altogether. You might not get as lean or muscular as somebody else, but you can lose weight. Um, and it's kind of, in my mind, kind of similar. It's a lot of times we blame this one thing, but it's not really that thing that's actually true or the causation of it. It's all these things around it that are influencing us. Yeah. And I mean, we want like, people want a simple, like, this is why, right. Yeah. And it's never, it's never simple. Um, I mean, I, I guess it could be simple as in like, just don't overeat and then you'll never have to worry about getting weight, but you know, tracking foods hard, life's hard, things like that. Yeah. Um, the, so the epigenetic component you mentioned is kind of interesting because you, you're correct that, you know, your mom and dad give you genes. Most of our genes are the same, especially if we're healthy. Um, what your parents may influence is not only the environment, but the epigenetic factors where accessing those genes or turning them off and on um, is easier for you or harder. Um, and we're still figuring that out in science. I'm actually looking at some of those. It's called methylation, acetylation, uh, genetic epigenetic markers. Um, to figure out like, Hey, if we exercise, like say we were distance training and then we stop, are our muscles primed epigenetically to rebound faster? And like anecdotally you say, yeah, definitely. Like if I stop exercising for six months or a year, and then I start again, I'll, I'll get it back, you know, maybe not the last like 5%, but I'll get most of it back pretty quick. Um, so we're just starting to figure those things out in the science and with obesity, the, the same kind of aspects apply or weight loss, weight gain, whatever. Uh, so it'll be interesting over the next like five, 10 years to see what happens. Yeah. Um, that whole, that whole realm is really, really fascinating to me, especially when I started digging into it. Cause even some of the obesity genes or even some of the, there was like performance genes, uh, that they compared sprinters versus a marathon. Right. And like certain genes actually do help people run faster and stuff. But then they were like, but we have to remember this is one gene out of 28 in this gene pool, which means that you could have another one that counteracts that or whatever. And we don't know. So it's, it, to me, it's a scapegoat. Like you can't use that as, as a thing to blame, just like the age thing, right? At the end of the day, we can't use age as a, as a reason why we shouldn't be trying because it's not, it is a factor that might influence things because as we age, we increase our uh, really busyness and responsibilities, which play a role in consistency. But ultimately, if we can cons consistently do the habits that we established at the beginning, like you said, we're going to be fine. Um, so my biggest takeaway 
based on this, in my opinion, um, and then I'll let you kind of share yours before we close this out is, is really just that, um, number one, obviously ages is not an excuse, but more than anything, just, just pay close attention to the habits that are associated with your age and why you may have been leaner when you were younger versus why it's harder to stay lean. Now, those are going to be the biggest things from, in my opinion, the takeaways from this is we actually can control our results as we age just fine. It's just, and we won't shy away from saying this, it just might be more difficult plain and simple, which may actually mean that you need to go lower calories because you can't walk as much or train as much or do all these things that help you, or maybe you're not getting as much sleep. Hey, you got to diet a little bit harder. That sucks. That's not because your metabolism slow now. It's because your lifestyle has changed. Right. I mean, that, that's my biggest takeaway from it. Yeah. I think that is, I think you nailed it. Like that is the takeaway um, and the application too. Right. Like we, we get into some of these formulas, methods and things like that, but uh, in the end, you know, we want to take it to where you just did and just keep it simple. Right. So I'll, I'll kind of leave it there. Love it. Yeah. As always, guys, if you have a, a research topic you want us to dive into, click the link in the description, the ask boom, boom link. You can ask us any topic or question and we will dive into it on the next one. Thank you.